Hi, welcome to LifterNews.com. I'm Corey Bowling. Today we're talking with Bruce Millen, Chief Marketing Officer and Vice President of Pivot3 here in Austin, Texas. What does Pivot3 specialize in? Pivot3 is a, uh, an independent software company based here in Austin, Texas. Uh, we have operations around the world in 53 countries with over 2,000 customers. And uh, our primary, uh, primary product, our primary offering to market or solution is called hyperconverged infrastructure. And that's really a, a technical way to say the next generation of computing infrastructure and hardware uh, that uh, allows organizations to really revolutionize how they're doing IT, how they support business applications and lines of business across their enterprise. Uh, in some cases that is on-premises, in some cases that's in the cloud, in most cases that's actually both. And having to manage across those those venues, right? The the raised floor data center right. equipment that you manage, the computers in somebody else's data center that you want to take advantage of. Mm -hmm. What's the best choice given the application and the workload and the characteristics of it? That's what Hyperconverge does for you. Uh, so a recent study found that 81% of enterprises are using a multi-cloud strategy. What are some of the challenges companies face in organizing such a complex solution? Well, there are lots of challenges that the cloud introduces to enterprises. Uh, on average, most organizations are using between four and five different cloud services, whether they know sure. it or not. Right? In many mm -hmm. cases, it's what they call shadow IT, hmm. which is lines of business who are outsourcing the hosting of applications, maybe your HRIS or your ERP application. Move it to the cloud because IT can't keep up or can't provide the service levels that you need. Right. So uh, that takes it out of the control of IT. And so a lot of things uh, get outside of their control in that case. For instance, there's concerns about data security and how secure the data is at somebody else's location. And when it's in transit, is it encrypted in flight as well as at rest? Yeah. Uh, you, you have challenges with cost. That's probably the biggest one that we hear from customers is mm -hmm. the cost of cloud. Really hard to pin down what the costs are. The number of people that get a surprise bill the second or third month into using cloud is, is extraordinary. Right? And uh, when a VM gets orphaned and not managed very well, right? you remove all the applications from a virtual machine, but you don't turn it off, well, that orphaned VM is still being charged to you. So what we hear mostly from customers is help me manage the cost and predict the cost of cloud and pick the right uses for cloud for my applications and mm -hmm. workloads so that I'm not just using it for everything. Because as a default, it's a very expensive model. It actually increases complexity. It doesn't decrease complexity. That's notionally the promise of cloud. What we find is it just introduces more complexity to the data center. So one of Pivot3's areas of expertise is video surveillance solutions. Uh, what's your approach to handling the surveillance data? Well, Pivot3 started out uh, creating the first generations of software-defined storage and ultimately what became hyperconverged. And we were looking for an application that really needed that sort of uh, performance and efficient use of storage resources. And the transition from analog cameras and video surveillance to digital was happening at the time. This is in the early 2000s. And it was a, a perfect example of huge amounts of data being ingested and you know, had a requirement for storage and management of that information. Uh, there's some unique characteristics, though, to streaming media. And streaming information could be from IoT sensors. In this case, it's from cameras. If you think about the entire entertainment industry, it's all streaming media. Mm -hmm. uh, th there's some unique characteristics to that. It's not a nice, clean file that you can transmit and then do a checksum on it to determine whether it transitioned in, in its entirety. Mm -hmm. uh, 
you have to ingest at the rate that it's sent and you can't ever drop a frame. This is mission critical information to our users. Uh, in many cases, it's evidence. So it has to be high resolution and it has to be retained mm -hmm. and you can't ever drop frames or reduce resolution. If you can't see, for instance, the letters on a license plate because the, the you, know, you, you know when video gets lossy when your internet connection isn't mm -hmm. very good? Well, that's what happens when video degrades. And if that's the video that you're capturing in your surveillance system, it's effectively useless. If you right. can't make out a face, then you can't do facial recognition and you can't actually make people more secure. Mm -hmm. So as a consequence, you have to be able, from an infrastructure standpoint, you have to be able to uh, capture all the data that's being sent. And it's a little bit unpredictable because a camera could come on at any time because it's motion detection. Right. And it might send high def data, it might send infrared data, it might send sound. It might have, all, there are all kinds of attributes, 360, there are all kinds of attributes to the new cameras that will create different requirements for storage. Think about the number of vehicles on the road that are sending data back to a data center now. That's streaming data. And if you're sending telemetrics or biometric data back to a data center, you better capture it all. You can't drop frames, drop, drop packets of data. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's some unique requirements there. We have made some technical and software accommodations for that specific use case that nobody else in Hyperconverge has ever contemplated. Earlier when we were talking, you used some security compliance uh, examples based on country and uh, medical specific right. example. Can you expand on that a little bit for me? Sure. Well, actually, I'll talk about a customer example because it's a really interesting one. You know, we're working with the Southern New Hampshire Health Service mm -hmm. and the CIO is actually a, a medical doctor, an MD. They have a very different perspective on things. And we asked, well, what's your business challenge? And instead of presenting it as a technical challenge, he presented it as a challenge for physician. Listen, my physicians are highly paid, highly trained, very specialized, and I need them in front of patients providing care because I don't have enough physicians to go around. Mm -hmm. I need them in the ER. I need them on encounters. I need them you know, in their offices meeting with patients. And they spend two hours a day, up to two hours a day, logging into their applications for every location they go to, whether it's in a clinic or the ER or an encounter room or what have you. Okay. And that's taking away from time for the patient. Mm -hmm. So that's a very expensive thing that you know, I have to accommodate is the physician's time being used for other things. Can you simplify that and make it faster so they can get access to these applications or this information without consuming so much time? Mm -hmm. What he really meant was, from a technical standpoint, I want a virtual desktop application that you know the, the desktop is very portable and very, has very high performance so that it comes up immediately and they can do their encounter notes on the spot and they can just log in by swiping a card. Sure. And what that also meant was I need a fast pipe between my various clinics and the main facility. I need this type of hardware in my data center to be able to accommodate and support that. I need integration with my existing applications. Well, we developed a technical application to resolve that problem, but that's the promise of hyperconverged, where you can reconfigure your infrastructure to mm -hmm. support a business requirement very, very quickly. So with big data and cloud-based computing becoming an increasingly critical part of doing business, what are some of the trends you see coming to the enterprise sector in the next five years? I see uh, quite a few trends. First is uh, the, the trend to migrate applications and data to the cloud is going to accelerate. Mm -hmm. uh, notionally, it's uh, it's a simpler model. What people are finding though is it's actually more complex. So I think we're going to see more automation in managing cloud resources, whether that's migrating assets to the cloud, assets being data or applications or what have you, or managing the applications once they're out there, or managing your use of clouds. For instance, which cloud makes the most sense depending on my requirements. Uh, you know, you might choose between different cloud providers given different requirements. So 
some more of those applications are going to move to the cloud. That's going to create more complexity for IT. They need to be able to respond very quickly and be more agile and responsive sure. in reconfiguring their resources, whether they're on-premise or out in the cloud, to accommodate those business needs. Mm -hmm. Hyper-converged is really the first, uh, the first step in an evolution toward you know, a system of intelligence or the application of artificial intelligence and machine learning to be able to autonomically make those sorts of informed decisions for you. Mm -hmm. Based on your criteria, based on your business requirements, and based on some of the constraints, compliance, cost, location, whatever, uh, the system should be able to make decisions for you and say, all right, with this workload, with those characteristics, the best place for it is Azure mm -hmm. on this level of service for this long, but at night we can migrate it back to the data center because we're doing you know, batch processing of your transactions from the day. So we're going to move it back, do the batch processing locally, and then move it you know, back to the cloud when it's no longer uh, so highly in demand. That's just one example. You can imagine all sorts of examples where the machine would make decisions mm -hmm. about the best place for an application or a workload. Well, it's been great talking to you. Thanks for having me in. Yeah, appreciate the time. Thank of you course. very much. Yeah. And that's it for today on Lifter News. Want to be a guest on our show? Email us at ideas at lifternews.com. We'll see you next time.